Welcome to the Step Up Your Business podcast. This is a weekly show brought to you by the Business Advisory Center Durham. In these episodes, we'll talk about everything to do with business, how to get started, how to grow your business, you'd meet some of our clients that we work with, and upcoming events that are going on in our region. We'd love you to join us every week and hopefully take away something that you can implement into your business. Even though we are in the Durham region, a lot of the business advice and information is applicable to all businesses. Thank you and stay tuned. Welcome to this week's Step Up Your Business podcast. Today we'll be talking about marketing fundamentals. We'll talk about how to choose a target market, segmenting your target market, and writing a marketing plan, and then topping it all off with some cool marketing facts. mistake people make is that they say that everyone is their target market. Well, this is really the kiss of death. And it's actually really important that you focus on a specific group of people. However, you may ask, how do you narrow it down? Well, I've got a few tips for you. Look at your site's analytics. So using Google Analytics, you'll easily be able to discover who your site visitors are, what age group they are, what gender, and what other websites they came from. You'll also be able to see which keywords they typed into search engines to find you and how much time they have spent on specific pages on your website. You could also interview your customers and find out a little bit more about them. Ask about them. Do this in person, on the phone, through email, or even surveys and polls on your social media sites. If you have forms on your website, make sure to use mandatory fields that are specific, such as age or company size or job title, so that you really start to get some information about why are they using you, what do they like about your services, and um, you know what could you improve. Also, perhaps if you have a sales force, or if you have anybody helping you or working with you, you can also ask them. You could ask them, did you ask them where they came from? What are the types of questions they're asking you when they call in? You could also ask, you know, um, what leads are they closing deals with? So really important to ask people who work with you or that help you in your business the kinds of questions and inquiries that clients have because this helps you decide who that target audience is. Also, you can have a look at your competition. Look at their websites, their social media posts, and their ads. What are they saying? Who are they targeting? And more importantly, who are they not targeting that you could? So then, once we've looked at the market research piece, so primary versus your secondary target market, is what about looking at the segmentation of your market? To segment your market means to divide up your customers in different demographics and psychographics. So if we look at demographics, we would look at categories such as age, education, gender, income, and household size to differentiate among markets. This form of market segmentation is the most common because demographic data is really easy to obtain. And I'll put the links down in the show notes so that you can see those links as to where to find this data. Statistics Canada has a wealth of information on Canadians and Canadian shopping behaviors and spending habits. This data they gather from the census. Another market segmentation category could be psychographics. So here we're looking at income, occupation, perhaps race, um, and this doesn't always paint an entire picture of what the consumer needs. It does provide some basic data that can be observed about individuals. What's useful about psychographics is that it often provides vital information which is useful in crafting your marketing message. So demographics in essence provide the skeleton, but psychographics add meat to the bones. 
psychographic segmentation is market segmentation by personality or lifestyle. People with common activities, interests, and opinions are often grouped together and given a lifestyle name. If I was to use an example here, just think about people that would buy Apple products and think about people that would buy window products. I'm sure you've seen those ads that they used to run on TV that had the persona of an Apple buyer and the persona of a Windows computer buyer. Another segment would be geographic. And the geographic would mean markets by region of a country, a city, or a county, or market density, or even climate. So market density is the number of people or business within a certain area. Many companies segment their markets geographically to meet regional preferences and buying habits. I'll give you an example. I was meeting with a company once to buy a barbershop franchise. And so they were looking at the market going, I want to be the only one in that area. And then I was saying to them that, well, it'd probably be good to be in an area where there are other competitors because then it gives the customer choice and the customers could move around and they could move to your store. And so giving you that opportunity to be in the same location. In fact, in retail stores, or even in malls, you can see that four jewelry stores are grouped together. You can see that there are eight shoe places grouped together, and they are all doing good business. So there is something in geographically locating yourself near your competitors. Then we also have the concept of the four P's of marketing, which is the marketing mix. I now believe that there's more than four P's just with our new uh, ways of promoting through digital marketing. But let's go over those traditional ones. So the first would be the product. And so this is either a tangible good or an intangible service that meets a specific customer need or demand. All products and services follow a logical product life cycle and it is vital for marketers and for business owners to understand and plan the various stages and their challenges. It's key to understand those problems that this product or service is attempting to solve. The benefits offered by the product and all its features need to be understood and the unique selling proposition of the product needs to be studied. In addition, potential buyers of the product needs to be identified and understood. And here we use product and service interchangeably. So another P of the four P's of marketing is place. So place or placement. And this really has to do with how the product or service will be provided to the customer. So here, a key element is distribution. The placement strategy will help assess what channel is most suited to a product or a service. How a product is accessed by the end user also needs to complement the rest of the product and service strategy. For example, if you were selling a online course, you would want to make sure that that is online, but also have an opportunity for people to be able to get to those courses online on your website through social media, through digital marketing, and perhaps even through networking. So another element is price. So price covers the actual amount that the end user is expected to pay for a product or a service. How a product or service is priced will directly affect how it sells. This is linked to what the perceived value of the product is to the customer rather than the objective costing of the product or offer. If a product is priced higher or lower than its perceived value, then it will not sell. This is why it's imperative to understand how a customer sees what you are selling. A lot of this you will be able to ascertain from the market research that you did. If there is positive customer value, then a product and service may successfully be priced higher than its objective monetary value. For interest's sake, Apple iPhones. Their actual intrinsic value to create them is $350. However, they're always selling around $1,000. So there is that intrinsic positive value right in that product. Conversely, if a product has little value in the eyes of the consumer, 
then it may need to be underpriced to sell. Price may also be affected by distribution plans, so where you're distributing your product, through which companies, the value chain, markups, and how competitors price rival products. And the final point of the four P's of marketing is promotion. The marketing communication strategies and techniques that you use all fall under this heading. This may include advertising, sales promotions, special offers, and public relations. Whatever the channel is used, it is necessary for it to be suitable for the product, the price, and the end user that it is being marketed to. It is important to differentiate between marketing and promotion. Promotion is just the communication channel of the entire marketing function. Now let's talk about how to write a marketing plan. So these steps we will outline in the show notes. Start by stating your business's mission. Then determine the KPIs for your business mission. KPIs stand for Key Performance Indicators. Identify your buyer personas. For interest's sake at BACD, we have identified a number of buyer personas, including professional, trades, youth entrepreneurs, and mompreneurs. Describe your content initiatives and strategies. Clearly define your plan and what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Determine how much money you want to spend on this, so what's your budget? Identify who your competition is and then outline your plan's contributors and their responsibilities. At BACD, our plan is that we sit together and create the marketing plan and what we're going to do, and then we have our team internally handle parts of that and what they do. And so that way we make sure that it's always going out consistently and that uh, the plan is executed successfully. Melissa Patterson is a client of BACD with her business, Gurus For You. Melissa was a participant in our Start A Company Plus program, where we worked through the business concept, her customer relationship strategy, operations, and organization. Melissa has been in love with art and design her whole life, and she began creating e-commerce websites in July of 2017, when she founded Gurus For You. Strange name, right? Well, she says prior to launching her company, Melissa actually worked for Shopify as a merchant success guru, helping sellers make the most out of their Shopify subscriptions and websites. Now she has taken those skills and training in art and design and paired it with her knowledge and behind the scenes experience of the Shopify platform to help small business owners create and maintain their own stunning e-commerce websites. As a creative entrepreneur herself, she developed a unique niche and bond working with individuals whose passion it is to sell the work that they create with their own two hands. She's worked with a variety of creatives, from soap makers to children's clothing designers, woodworkers, and even a crystal jewelry designer who has been featured on The Price is Right. Melissa lives in Oshawa, Ontario with her husband and two dogs, Rockus and Gabaroo, and loves to chat art, travel, and of course, your dream website. She offers services in one-on-one training on Shopify websites, e-commerce web design packages, website analysis reports, mentoring for creative entrepreneurs, and then a 24 to 48 hours to launch weekends. And these are digital and in-person workshops. Check Melissa out. I've left her information in our show notes. Or you can Google Gurus for You. So I have three fun marketing facts to end up this episode. Did you know that 60% of people have started using voice search within the last year? I'll tell you, I certainly have. I bought a big iPhone A plus, and if I hold it for too long, my fingers are going numb. So my strategy was to start using voice search. So make sure you optimize your content on your website for voice search. 
So think of FAQs. For example, as a movie theater, people are going to voice search, show me hours for the movie theater. So it's important for you to have your content optimized for voice search. So in that case, if the customer was searching, show me hours for the movie theater, you would make sure that your content says movie theater hours in it. Same for Thai food delivery. So if the voice command was what restaurants deliver Thai food, your website needs to have Thai food delivery in my area. Same for if somebody was looking for directions, take me to the Oshawa Center. You would want to have a section on the website that has directions to the Oshawa Center. Another fun fact, the best time of day to send emails is between 4 and 8 p.m. for people to open your emails. And then another statistic, 46% of marketers say that photography is critical to their current marketing and storytelling strategies. I'm sure you know that a picture tells a thousand words and pictures and video are going to be more important than ever. Here's a review from a recent BACD client. Mark Walker, a client of BACD, gave us a five-star review. He says, I don't have the words to express how helpful the Starter Company Plus program was. I have been procrastinating for years, and now I'm finally starting my business, thanks in large part to the guidance and motivation from the staff at BACD. Thanks. Thank you, Mark, for the review. We really do appreciate it, and we're so proud of your success. Thank you for being a guest today on our podcast. This is Teresa Shaver signing off from the Business Advisory Center Durham, and we hope that you will join us next week. Take care, guys. <music>